Welcome back to Real Big Mistakes, where we reevaluate a film's critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes and determine if the movies are better or worse than their reputation suggests. I'm Jason Konigsberg of PanandSlam.com. And I am Rich Tola. And this week it was my pick, and for our second to last episode, I wanted to pick a comedy that I'm fairly familiar with, and it's uh, last month it celebrated its 20th anniversary, so this week Rich and I are going to be looking back at Super Troopers. It was a modest success at the box office and has since maintained a cult following that resulted in a 2018 sequel, yet despite uh, the fan base it has, critics have deemed this one rotten on the tomato meter. So we'll be looking at this and determine once and for all if the fans are right or if the critics are right, and it's a real big mistake. So, Rich, are you familiar with Super Troopers at all? Uh, yeah, I saw this in college, um, probably through like some kind of uh, college streaming service that, or not streaming service, but like where we download movies illegally. I don't remember what we used at the time but i'm sure it was one of those types of things where we downloaded movies uh so i definitely remember seeing this in college not in the theater uh in fact i don't even know if i remember it being in the theater um because i was not i was in not in college in 2001 um so I, I probably saw this in 2002 at some point well it came out in 2002 at least it got a wide release in like february oh, okay. 2002 uh, may have been made and done some festivals in 2001, but yeah. Um, I did not see it in the theaters as well, but I certainly saw this movie a number of times, same as you in college, uh, maybe late 2002 and 2003. Yeah. I feel like it was on HBO um, a lot, mm. and I know friends of mine in college had the DVD. Uh, you may be thinking of LimeWire or Kazaa, which you used to download movies or music back in college the illegal way, um, but I actually had friends that had this on DVD, so I would watch it with them uh, constantly. This was one of those movies like Office Space or Big Lebowski uh, or Animal House or Old School. I feel like this was on constantly in dorm rooms or at friends' houses and apartments in college, so uh, mm -hmm. a lot of fond memories with this film, uh, Super Troopers. So. Um. Yeah, I, I don't have any you know other memory than that. Um, you know, I just remember liking it and thinking it was funny at the time, and that's pretty much it. I remember friends of mine <laughs> quoting it. Uh, a lot yeah. of memorable lines from this movie. So uh, we'll we'll get into it and we'll discuss. Um, so do you want to start with the year, the cast? Uh... Uh, we'll start with the year, and uh, so. Uh, of what I'm seeing is 2001. You said it was released in 2002? It was released, yeah. IMDb says it's 2001, but you look at the release date, it was February 2002. So, Okay. They do that right. sometimes with movies. I think uh, Memento is credited as being 2000, but it actually came out in 2001. So, a wide release at least. So, Alright, so then 2002. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Uh, well, the best picture of the year was Chicago. The highest grossing film of the year was Spider-Man. This was the first time that a Star Wars movie was released in a calendar year, and it was not the highest grossing film of the year. Spider-Man beat uh, Anakin Skywalker at the box office. So, uh, What was that? Uh, Attack of the Clones? It was Attack of the Clones, yes. Okay. I like Attack of the Clones. Um but Tobey Maguire would go on to be, in my opinion, the best Spider-Man. I have not seen the new Spider-Man yet. Have you? Not the new movie, but I've seen the new. I've seen one of them. I've seen the, the other movie. two, the Homecoming and Far From Home, or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, but uh, now there's a new Batman, which everyone seems to be talking about. Uh, I have not seen that. I can wait a month till it comes on HBO Max and watch all three hours from the comfort of my own home. So. Oh, it's three hours? It's three hours, so that's one reason I'm not jumping to see the new Batman. And the other reason is because I know it's coming like April 10th or April 15th to HBO Max. I can save my $15 or $20 or whatever it is. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Um, all right, so the best picture you said was Chicago. Yes. Did you see that? I did. Did you see it? 
I did not. Okay. I enjoyed it. Uh, that was the year. This was, when you look at the Oscars of this year, Harvey Weinstein was a producer of four of the five films nominated for Best Picture. The only movie he was not involved with at all was The Pianist, the Roman Polanski movie, which ended up winning Polanski Best Director and uh, Adrian Brody Best Actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you ever see that movie, Rich? No, I did not. Okay, all right. So, uh, was it good? Very good. Yes, um, excellent oh, okay. movie. So, I'll just do. Not only did I do a top ten for that year, I did a top twenty-five for two thousand and two because it was a lot of great movies. So, I'll just run down the list. Uh, my number one, okay. number one movie for two thousand and two, in my opinion, Martin Scorsese's Gangs of New York, and then the rest I'll just go uh, from two to twenty-five. Minority Report, Bowling for Columbine, The Pianist, 25th Hour, Igby Goes Down, Punch Drunk Love, About Schmidt, Adaptation, Autofocus, so that's 1 through 10. And then I also really valued One Hour Photo, Chicago, Narc, About a Boy, Die Another Day, Road to Perdition, Itumama Tambien, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Antoine Fisher, The Kid Stays in the Picture, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, Bloodwork, The Quiet American, and Blade Two. Any of those titles stand out to you? Uh, I think the only one I saw was the Star Wars movie. You saw Gangs of New York. <clears throat> oh yeah, I did see Gangs of New York, and I don't. I mean, I, I don't think it's the best movie of the year. Although I don't know, I didn't really see a lot to compare it. Okay, to. yeah. Um, so you're a little handicapped. You never saw Road to Perdition. No. Okay, I'm trying to think what else from here would you really like. Uh, One Hour Photo, Robin Williams' Dark Movie. You never saw that? No, I heard it was good. Okay, that was a good one. Uh, That's on HBO Max, or it was uh, recently. Um, I'm trying to think. About Schmidt, I could picture you liking. Uh, Anything Mm. else? Uh, The Lord of the Rings or the Harry Potter movies? You never saw all those? Uh, Is that the second Harry Potter movie? It's the second Harry Potter movie and the second Lord of the Rings movie, yes. Then I did see the second Harry Potter movie. Okay. I I, I only saw the first two. Okay. uh, And I thought they were both fine. Okay. I I, I don't like Harry... I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Gotcha, gotcha. And I could picture you Uh, liking 25th Hour, the Spike Lee movie with Ed Norton. Um what was the other one? Oh, no, I didn't see the Lord of the Rings. Didn't movies. see Lord of the Rings. Okay, and Minority Report. I could picture you liking that. The Tom Cruise movie, uh, Steven Spielberg. I, I, yeah, I think I did see that. Okay, yeah, all right. It's a futuristic. Lord it of is. Rings. Yes, it's really good yeah, sci-fi. I, I think reminiscent of Blade Runner. Did you like Minority Report or no? I forgot that I saw it. So, <laughs> so you couldn't have liked like it, it that much. much. Yes, we know. <laughs> Rich and sci-fi don't often mix unless it's Star Wars, Waterworld, or. Uh, I don't know. Back to the Future, if you count that as sci-fi. So <laughs> there's time traveling. Yeah. So there's sci-fi in that. So that's the 2002, the year in movies. Um, so some pretty, I think you know, most of those titles hold up uh, from my uh, that I listed there. Um, but any other movies you'd want to add or? No, not that I could think of off the top of my head. Okay, all right. So it wasn't um, a big year for movies for you, at least. I guess not. Okay. No, like I said, none that. I, I mean, the Star Wars movie I remember being excited about and seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know other than that. Yeah, off the top of my head, Death to Smoochie and uh, Insomnia came out that year. Um, and, yeah, I like Death to Smoochie. Okay, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, the Hours was the other Best Picture nominee. I wasn't a fan of that movie in particular. Um, but, well, whatever. All right, so that was 2002, the year in film, so... All right. Um, so the cast for this movie—it's not a huge cast. No. Um, and I guess what what is Broken Lizard like a comedy team? Yeah, like a comedy troupe, like Monty Python. How many guys is okay. it? Five, six? I don't remember. Uh, I'm not sure. I think five. Five. Okay. Right? So yeah. All right. So it's... well, in this movie, there's five. Okay. Um. So, and they mostly work together, I think. So Jay Chandra Sekar, I think I'm pronouncing his yeah. name right. He's the Indian one, um, and he yep. also they all wrote this movie and starred in it. But he also served as the director. And the only other things I know he's directed are other Broken Lizard movies, off the top of my head. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure what else he directed that you or I would have seen that I'm aware of. Um, what other? 
Broken Lizard movies are there. Um, Beer Fest, is that Broken Lizard? Beer Fest, which I did not like. Uh, did you see Super that? Super Troopers 2. Super obviously. Troopers 2, which I did enjoy to a certain extent. Did you see Club Dread? Uh, yeah, I think once. Okay. I like yeah, I didn't like that either. Club Dread, and then... You know, the best part of that was Bill Paxton as the wannabe Jimmy Buffett instead of... Uh, what's it called? What's Jimmy Buffett's big song? I'm blanking. Margaritaville? Margaritaville. He's Pina Colada Berg. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> that's the only line I remember really being funny. Um, yeah. And because uh, and I like Bill Paxton, I miss him. Uh, and uh, the other... They made this movie that I never saw called The Slammin' Salmon. I don't oh, know. I even heard yeah, of that yeah, I don't even know if that that may not have gotten a theatrical release. That may have gone just like straight to video or DVD or something. So, so according to uh, what I'm looking at, he directed the Dukes of Hazard as well. You know what? I did know that. I never saw it. I heard it was horrible. Did you ever see it? No, but it looked horrible. Who was in that like besides Jessica Simpson? Yeah, who was in that besides uh, Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott? Okay, yeah, so, okay. I never saw Bill it. Reynolds was Boss Hog. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Joe Don Baker, you like Joe I Don do Baker. like Joe Don Baker for the most. <laughs> He's been in a couple of James Bond movies, yeah. I know, yeah, he was Felix Leiter, wasn't he? No, right? but he was a Felix Leiter type character. character. Yeah, yeah, basically, he was like there's the CIA connection, and he kept calling James Bond Jimbo. And I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> Who calls him Jimbo? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, hmm. All right. Any- but yeah, it looks like he's just directed some the the Broken Lizard movies and... and- <laughs> randomly the dukes of hazard okay yeah so i guess that movie didn't do too well so no one else asked him to direct anything else for you know for a big studio yeah um yes uh the other kevin heffernan is farva i like i yeah, um, i really like farva <laughs> yeah i don't know him from anything other than these movies and i think there's a tv show they do or a couple of the guys do now it's called tacoma fd i've actually seen a couple episodes. heard of it never saw it what's it on what channel is it on I don't know. Okay, yeah, I've never... I've, I think I, I just, like, randomly saw it on TV. Okay, I've heard of it, and I do... Yeah, I I think I remember hearing that Kevin Heffernan was involved in that, but uh, he's... Oh, it's on True TV. Oh, okay, didn't know that. All right. Same as Impractical Jokers. Yeah, so I was probably watching Impractical Jokers, and then that came on after, and I just kept it on or something okay um what else uh yeah anything else that, any other thing else that these other guys have done i mean i feel like they're just yeah sort of a group no of i feel like they just together. do their yeah. thing so you could Follow go through them. the names but yeah so kevin heffernan jay chandrasekhar are the only two i remember off the top of my head um steve lemmy yep. is um mac he's the one that um Hmm. He has the metal cup on. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. All right. So that's Steve Lemmy. All right. Who else? Yep. Paul Soder is Foster. He's the one that uh, is fishing in the very beginning. Is he the one that dates Ursula? Yeah, Ursula. Okay. All yeah. right. The biker. Ha. Huh? Get it. Okay. <laughs> that was a fun yeah. scene. <laughs> um, Eric Stolhansky is Rabbit. And I think that's all of the Broken Lizard. And that's the five. five. All right. And then there are a few cast member, other, you know, actors that show up in this movie that I think are worth mentioning. Um, Do you want to? Well, obviously, Brian Cox. Yes. Brian Cox has gone on to be a huge, uh, very successful actor, especially in television, uh, most recently with Succession. Um, What else are you familiar with Brian Cox from? Um, he is in, uh, one of the Bourne movies, I think. Yeah, I think he was, you're right. Yeah, I'm not a huge Jason Bourne fan, but I do remember seeing him in one or two of those. Um, uh. What about you? Uh, well, I go, Long Kiss Goodnight is one of my favorite action movies. He's good in that. Uh, he's good in Spike Lee's 25th Hour, which I just mentioned, and Adaptation. I guess 2002 was a really good year for him. He popped up in some big movies. Um, I liked him, and he was the, uh, fun fact, the original Hannibal Lecter in the adaptation Manhunter, adaptation of Red Dragon. He played Hannibal Lecter 
five years before Anthony Hopkins did in Silence of the Lambs. And he's good in it, too. I mean, he's no Anthony Hopkins. And the movie is good, but it's no Silence of the Lambs. Uh, But he did a really, really good job in that. So I think he's an underrated actor in a lot of respects, and he's finally getting his, you know... He was in Braveheart, too, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's... uh, yeah. William Wallace's uh, uncle or cousin or somebody becomes his guardian after his parents are killed. Um, yeah, he's just popped up in a lot of great things. Really, really good character actor. I've always liked Brian Cox. So, Yeah, I feel like he's been around forever, too. Yeah, well, it seemed like he got bigger in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, sort of, uh, yeah, I guess I'm trying to think, like, who's another actor that sort of, you know, could... Do his roles. I guess maybe like John Voight, kind of, sort of. I was thinking Rip Torn. <laughs> okay, well, Rip Torn is more, I feel like, other than the, the Beastmaster, I can't think of anything he's done that's serious. I think he, at least towards the end of his career, he solely focused on comedy. Um, yeah, but yeah, Brian yeah. Cox does comedy. Look at him in Super Troopers, so yeah. Right. Um, uh, an adaptation as well, so yeah, he can do comedy. Uh, yeah, he could do anything, so yeah, he's a, he's a really good uh, actor. I like him. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at his film to see if there's anything I missed. But He was in The Glimmer Man anything. with Steven Seagal, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't see that. Okay, I think he was the bad guy in that. So, yeah. Or one of the bad yeah. guys in that. He doesn't go mano a mano. He, he was Steven in Seagal. X2. Yes, he was Striker in X2. Yeah, once again, 2002, yeah. 2003, around that time. So he was on a roll those first couple of years of the new millennium. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. He was really good in that, too. Are you an X-Men Zodiac fan? he was in? Yes, he was in Zodiac as well. That's right. Yeah. See, like I remember seeing him in a lot, but I don't remember. Because like, it's usually smaller roles. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, until until Succession is really when he kind of like... That, that's a big role for him. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the lead in that. I know for some reason the credits, when they do the credits, they're always in alphabetical order. But I would say him and I'm blanking on his son's name That's gonna that should take over the company. What's that son's name? Uh, oof, God, I, I was going to say Kel, but it's not Kel. Kendall! Kendall, thank you. Kendall, yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> so I feel like those two kind of are the leads. Then I would say maybe Siobhan... Uh, certainly not Connor, Alan Ruck's character. He's <laughs> the most he, meanest. He, yeah, he's barely Kieran Culkin is the, Kieran Culkin is the, yeah, he's the comic relief. I just, I feel like they give yeah. all the best lines to him. He's just so quick-witted. Um, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, enough talking about succession. We could go on and on about that. Um, so, who else right. is worth um, mentioning in this cast? I've got three other names written down. But, uh, well, Marissa Coughlin has a big role. She's Ursula. She's a local cop with the, uh, with kind of the rival station Uh um i don't know her from anything i was gonna say i didn't write her name down simply because i don't know anything else she's been in other than i think she's in super troopers too if i'm not mistaken but uh yeah and she's fine in this she does a good job um one of the guys in the opening scene was in 500 days of summer i don't know if you ever saw i saw it but i certainly don't know it well enough to know uh yeah which guy was in that um who else is worth mentioning um jim gaffigan has a quick yes i like jim gaffigan in this movie i like jim gaffigan period um yeah yeah and then uh daniel von bargen is chief grady uh who is our seinfeld connection this week he is mr kruger on seinfeld one of uh george's boss george's boss that's that's uh for a company that's run very poorly. Yes. Five dollars for the human fund. The human fund. Money for people. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that at my work. And see who picks up on it. I've donated five dollars in your name to the human fund. So, and also, is that still the Festivus episode? Is that all the same episode? Yeah, it's all the same episode. Because that's where um, Kruger goes to uh, Costanza's house. <laughs> Yeah, he's in a couple of big episodes. Yeah. He's in the Meat Slicer one. Yes. <laughs> these are all where, like season uh, eight and nine, right? These are this yeah, is later the in the series. Where, yeah, where Kramer pretends like he's a dermatologist. <laughs> yes, in the cartoon um, in the picture. <laughs> yeah, the cartoon in the picture, the boombox incident. Yes. Um, and then um, my favorite, it's not, he's not even in it, but 
um, when uh, George's nickname at the office is Coco and he doesn't want it to be anymore. So he tries to hire a cleaning lady named Coco mm-hmm. because he goes, Kruger would never allow two Cocos. And Jerry goes, sounds like he runs a pretty tight ship. <laughs> yes. A lot of great lines, a lot of great moments. Daniel Von Bargen is a really good character actor, though. Have you seen him in anything else besides Super Troopers and Seinfeld? Um, yeah, I have. I know he's been in other things. And, and I've read some of the films that he was in, and I don't even remember him being in them. Okay. Um, but I know he is in, uh, like, The Faculty. I remember seeing that, and I, know, I think he's in okay. that. Okay, I'm not familiar enough um, with that movie to remember his part in that. But, okay, keep going, as I have a few that I could name if you don't name. Yeah. Um, Basic Instinct. Yep, I remember I him remember in Basic him Instinct. He in was, that. him and Michael Douglas had get into, like, a fist fight. They're both police officers, and uh, they okay. they don't get along. Yeah. He, he's Philadelphia. Like, I don't remember him in Philadelphia. He was probably just one of the lawyers. Maybe. Okay. How about Thinner? Did you ever see Thinner? Yeah. I like um, him in yeah, Thinner. He's in yeah, he, he turns into like a lizard or something in that. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good Stephen King adaptation, I think. Um, did you ever see Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes, he is in that, Okay, right? yeah, he's in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I think that's the extent of Daniel Von Bargen movies I can name off the top of my head. <laughs> so, Well, you forgot the best one, which is The Postman with Kevin Costner. I don't even remember him in that. <laughs> and by best one, if you mean worst one, then yes, you're absolutely right. I forgot The Postman. <laughs> that makes Waterworld look uh, like Lawrence of Arabia, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. Postman is somewhere, it's it's below Heaven's Gate, I'll say that. I'd rather watch Heaven's it's, Gate yeah, than it's Postman. Bad. It's really bad, okay? I don't remember. All right, well, next that. week's movie. No, I'm just oh, that's three hours, too. That's, <laughs> is it really? It's a bold, bold choice you want to make there. <laughs> oh, apparently he was in one episode of Arliss. Which is right up your alley. I do enjoy Arliss. I and I'm sure he was in it, but uh, I couldn't. Yeah, I don't remember which episode. All right, so that's it for the cast, right? Uh, Linda Carter's worth mentioning, isn't she the mayor? Oh yeah, yeah. Which I didn't even know that was her until the end credits, and literally could have been anybody. She has. She's in like one scene. That is true, but this was 2002. This was a time where no one was giving a crap about Linda Carter, and I don't know if she had been in anything true. substantial since 1991. So, you know what? Was, and she still looks good. She still looks good now. She was in the most recent Wonder Woman, which was horrible, but uh, I feel like her... I don't know if she's getting a career resurgence, but I feel like people know who she is now. So, like, I, I know the Wonder Woman series was back on HBO Max, and they were plugging it to try to hype up Wonder Woman 1984. So, uh, yeah, whatever. She does a fine job. Yes, anyone could have played that part, man or woman. But whatever. They gave uh, Wonder Woman a role when no one else was giving Wonder Woman a role in a movie. So good for Broken Lizard. Did you see, is she in the second one? Well, that's Wonder Woman 1984, so yes, she's only in no, the No, no, I meant the, the second Super Troopers. Yes, she is, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she has a slightly larger role. She's still the... But it's not an oh my god, you know... Which, once yeah. again, anyone could have played it, but... Yeah, there are a lot of people, you know, come back from this movie in Super yeah, Troopers. Yeah, I looked at the... I haven't seen the second one, but I looked at the cast, and it looks like, I guess because this one was, was somewhat of a hit, the uh, cast definitely is a little more prominent in the second one. Um, who else is in the second cast. one beside? Okay, I, I know the. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. The fat guy. He he was curly in the Three Stooges uh, adaptation. No idea. Chris Will Sasso. That's it. Will Sasso is. Oh, okay. I don't know who else, is, and he's really funny in it. I don't know who no, else. Well, is Sean in. William Scott. It looks like he's in it. Um, Damon Wayans Jr. Okay, I don't remember either of them. I only know Damon uh, Wayans Sr. I, I don't. I couldn't tell you anything that his son did, to be honest. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Rob Lowe is in it. Okay, Emmanuel I vaguely Chirpy. remember Rob Lowe. Who? Emmanuel Treat. Cherkwe? She, oh, yeah, she's attractive. I couldn't tell you anything that she's done, but a uh, Spanish, dark Spanish lady, uh, right? Yeah, she's an entourage. I know you don't. No, I never that, really but... watched that, but I'm, I'm familiar with her name and what she looks like. Um, yeah. All right, well, all right, so that's it for the cast. Yep. So this movie is rotten and rotten tomatoes, like we said. It is 36% critic score. 
and ninety percent audience score. So that's a very that's big... in fact you know how we were talking about this uh, Rotten Tomatoes changes. When I looked this yeah. up, it was not that high. I don't remember what it was when I looked it up a week or so ago, but uh, it was definitely not at 90%. I'll say that. The audience score was yeah, Absolutely. 70s or 80s. Uh, yeah. I, oh, wow. Yeah. That's a huge inquiry. Maybe it was 89. I, I don't remember it being 90%. Uh, okay. So, yeah. And that was as of, let's say, about a week ago, maybe a little more than a week ago. So. All right. Oh, okay. Big discrepancy. There. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? There's one person that we didn't mention. John Bedford Lloyd is plays Mayor Bill Timber. Uh, he is in Ozark. He's like the the uh, mob boss. Oh yeah. Okay. So then, wait. Linda Carter's not the mayor. What is she? The governor. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. I got my posts confused yes okay i that's a good call yeah i didn't know that guy's name but yes he he looks i didn't know his name either but i was like he looks familiar and then i remembered he was in ozark um with a big role the last two seasons yeah yeah i finished uh this most recent uh season recently yeah uh so we'll see what happens there looking forward to how they decide to end it so hopefully it goes the they end it closer to the way breaking bad ended and uh, where responsibility, you know, and consequences actually matter, unlike yeah, accountability, accountability, unlike the way Dexter ended. So, right. All right. Um, so uh, we can get into the movie. Yep. So the synopsis, quick synopsis, always looking for action. Five over enthusiastic, but understimulated Vermont state troopers raise hell on the highway, keeping motorists anxiously looking in the rearview mirrors. Uh, between an ongoing feud with local cops over whose <clears throat> you-know-what is bigger and the state government wanting to shut them down, the super troopers find themselves precariously and hilariously heading toward calamity as they try to avoid extinction. <laughs> so, uh, the movie opens with uh, some shots of the uh, road. And um, some text saying that it's uh, that they're in Vermont, somewhere near the border. Have you ever so, been to Vermont? Yes, beautiful state. Us. Yeah, so uh, I, I've enjoyed Vermont very much. So this, I don't know. I think that adds a little extra something. So yeah, keep going with the the opening scene. I think this is a really good long introduction to the movie and to these characters. Yeah. So. Um, like I said, it takes we we know that we're in Vermont. Uh, there's some guys, some frat guys doing drugs. Um, there's a cop behind them, pulls them over, and um, immediately you can kind of tell that they're messing with them. The cops are messing with the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they, first they pull up next to them, then they slam on the brakes, <laughs> and then, right, and then uh, put their lights on, pull them over. Um, ask for license and registration. Do you know how fast you were going? 65? No, 63. <laughs> um, then they get back in their car and drive away. <laughs> they and they look at him really funny, right? <laughs> yeah. Slam on the brakes, put it in reverse, <laughs> gun it behind them, then then get behind them again <laughs> and tell them to pull over. We're already pulled over. We can't pull over anymore. <laughs> They're freaking can't out. Pull over. <laughs> yeah. They make the guy in the backseat eat all the drugs, all the all the marijuana. Eats the, the entire mushrooms. stash of whatever they have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all in his teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they, you know, license and registration. And they say the whole spiel over again. And the guy in the backseat's like, "I'm freaking out, man." <laughs> um, and then littering end. Yeah, littering end. That was the big littering quote. Littering yeah. end. Smoking yep. the reefer. <laughs> Smoking the reefer. Yep. Um, meanwhile, while they're pulling these guys over, a white Miata comes flying by them, uh, almost hits the cop. Yep. Um, so they immediately get in their car with the three frat guys <laughs> and start chasing this Miata down. Uh, pulls into a restaurant. They get out. They draw their gun, the guns, and then. Um, find out that it's just one of their co-workers that I guess it's like a little game that they play. Yep, it's a fellow highway patrolman and, yeah. and with a wig. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really funny scene, I think. And then they forget about the guys in the car, right? <laughs> so what do they do next? Yeah. 
Well, the other cop, you know, the, he, he also knocks the other cop's mannequin out. The, the other cop was fishing, so he put a mannequin in his car to make it look like he was... <laughs> yes, yes. Checking for spears. And, and Farva's checking in, do you need assistance? <laughs> yeah, Farva's on, on the radio. So we meet Farva's um, the only one we don't actually see in action, but we hear him on the dispatch. <laughs> right. And, yeah, they 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 go in, they forget that uh, the guys are in the car, so then the... Uh, <laughs> the the cop that was uh, the off duty cop puts his wig back on, fires a couple shots, and then runs out to the car like he just killed the cops. Yep. <laughs> tells the tells the guys that they're going to Mexico or something you, like you that. You boys want to go to Mexico? Yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Starts doing donuts in the car. Yep. Yeah. They drive away, and then it says the title. I think that's such a great yeah. opening scene. A little long, but a really good intro to. What we're ahead for. And if you don't think the opening scene is funny, you're not going to think the rest of the movie's funny. If you do think it's funny, I think you're in for a good next uh, 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't care for the kind of humor that happens in that first few minutes, then yeah, the rest of the movie is going to be painful for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you like it, then like you said, then, you know, you got another 90 minutes coming at you. But yeah. All right. Um then at the store, they they're at a local diner. They get into a fight with the local cops over territory. And aren't they chugging like maple syrup in this scene? Chugging, Very yeah, they, funny. They scene. chug yeah. maple syrup, which I read online that they actually had to chug maple syrup for the close-ups, which is disgusting. That is disgusting. Oh god. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're, and that's like they they have a I guess they bet to see who can finish it first. Mm-hmm. Um, they get into a fight with local cops, but then uh, Brian Cox. Uh, breaks it up. Um, that's where we meet. That's where we find out about the rivalry between the two, mm-hmm. and also basically that one of the but that somebody's going to get shut down due to funding issues. Um, so either the state trooper station or the local cops, somebody's getting shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so the captain Brian Cox tells them they got to step up their game. Um, one guy, how many tickets did you write last month? Uh, I'm not sure I don't have those numbers in front of me. Three. <laughs> oh, can't can't make them speed. <laughs> um, we find out that Farva is suspended, but we don't know completely why at this point. Um, but it turns out there was an issue with a school bus, and then we see the footage at the end of the movie um, where basically he pulls over a school bus and the kids dump <laughs> water or milk on him or something. Mm-hmm. Then they throw him out the back of the bus. <laughs> Um, but we, I, you know, they don't, they don't tell you that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's suspended. So he's off the road. He's dispatch only right uh, for now. Um, and he's like super cop, like wants to be involved. Uh, it reminds me of a uh, tackleberry from, uh, police Academy. Yeah. That's police a good way Academy. to yeah but, describe it. Yeah. But, but not as good of a cop and more of a jerk. <laughs> yes. He's, he is definitely a jerk or definitely just a, fooling around a guy who just fools around i feel like this movie now that i've seen police academy uh you know because i saw this before i saw police academy actually obviously police academy heavily influenced this what movie do you think super troopers influenced and it's a modern comedy classic that came out a few years after super troopers did any other movie come to mind while you were watching this and say wow this is so similar to blank um, no, but I'm sure once you tell me, I'll give you a clue. It has the the word "super" is the first word in the title. Super. I don't know what. Super bad. No, I didn't get that at all. Seth Rogen and Bill Hader's character uh, taking okay. McLovin around. Okay, so no, it doesn't have the coming of age, you know, best friend aspect in high school. Yeah, that, but uh, super su- super bad in my opinion is a much better movie. Uh, um, yes, it's sweeter and it's it's funnier in a lot of ways. But the Seth Rogen, Bill Hader stuff, I yeah, don't think I, see that. I don't think that would have existed if Super Troopers didn't come before it. And the, the yeah. stoner humor, a lot of the drug humor, um, but especially that subplot with those two guys taking McLovin around and everything, I don't think yeah, that, 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 that wouldn't yeah, have that existed subplot. if it wasn't for Super Troopers, in my opinion. So, yep. maybe yeah, I'm I giving this that. movie too much credit, but that's what I think. Okay. Um, 
more hijinks with the cops. Uh, they they play a game where they have to. Uh, the one guy has to say meow ten times. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I mean, this yeah, is an scene. iconic scene. I mean, this this movie is has a lot of great scenes. Yeah, so this would rank way up there for me. Meow. And that's <laughs> Jim Gaffigan is the person they pull over, and he's laughing because he hears him saying meow instead of now. Yes, it is very funny. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, did we skip the, uh, you said hijinks. I like the word hijinks, but uh, you could have also used the word shenanigans. Am I jumping the gun here? Yes. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, keep going. <laughs> um, the uh, There's a drug bust that the local cops beat them to. It's in a, a Winnebago. Um, there's a, girl, a dead girl there. Um, there's a pig. Um, they get into a fight with the local cops. They, again, are fighting over whose drug bust it is because there was marijuana there. Uh, there's a there's a little sticker on the marijuana, which is Johnny Chimpo or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, an Afghanistan cartoon. <laughs> um, the girl had a tattoo on her back of that same uh, guy on it. Um, so, uh, again, more rivalry with, with the local cops. Mm-hmm. Um and and again, um, you know they they were there first, so it's a little suspicious, but not too much yet. Yeah. Um, then they're at a baseball, a little league game. Um, again, it's funny how all these people all happen to be at the same events. Mm-hmm. Um, but the local cops are there playing against the, the state troopers' uh, Thorns team, which is Thorn is uh, the the Indian the Indian one, there. Jay Chandrasekhar. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's kind of like the lead. Other than the captain, he's kind of like the lead cop. Yes, of, yeah, of I agree. The, uh, uh, all the troopers. Yeah. Um. So then that's where um, Foster hits on the uh, local lady cop Ursula, um, and he hits on her again at the police station. Um, so you could see that they're kind of setting up a little romance there. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up pulling over a truck that missed its way station. Again, the local cops were there first, but they end up pulling the truck over. Um, They get his license and registration, and they go into the back of the truck, but they both go into the back of the trucks, and the driver ends up locking them in there, (laughs) so they're in there for, like, a few hours. A little bit of an Indiana Jones moment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I thought of uh, the, what's his name, Brody, Denil Melliott's character, when he gets locked in the back of the truck. (laughs) Yeah. Um... They find a lot of marijuana in the back of the truck, like a ton of it. Um, the driver takes off, so they never catch the driver, but they do uh, find a lot of marijuana. Um, then they make a connection with the Winnebago because of that same cartoon character is on the, the bags of marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the mayor shows up. They take a picture for the paper together, and it's you know a good... Uh, good opportunity for that station at that time because, again, they are in danger of being closed. Um, and it's a lot of, like I said, rivalry with local cops in this movie. Um, who's better? Who's going to save the day? Who, you know, who's going to stay open? Who's going to get shut down? Um, they end up, the uh, next scene, they pull over a German couple in a stolen car. Do you like this scene? Oh, yes, very much. That was a funny scene. Yeah. <laughs> Where rabbits making out with the the girl and the mm-hmm. guy has like the little feather. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that is a very funny scene. And and the kid, there's a kid in the car. <laughs> yep, because <laughs> uh, Thorn has his son with him. Um, the Kruger character, who um, I don't remember his name. I don't remember his name either. You could call him Kruger. Or I'll call him Daniel Kruger. von Bargen. Yeah, yeah, I'll call him Kruger. Uh, he, he's not cooperating with the state troopers. He, you know, they're trying to work together to figure this out. He won't let them see the Winnebago. Um, so he's playing hardball and not cooperating. Um, meanwhile, rabbit steals the, the Porsche that the, uh, Germans that were in that got pulled over. Um, and he is trying to play the same game that was played earlier in the movie with the Miata. Um, the cop that is, uh, he, <laughs> the cops, uh, 
has the radar gun while he's masturbating. Yep. How fast he's going. Uh, but then ends up clocking this guy and he gets pissed because he's got to chase him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Farva was in the area and catches him um, instead off duty. Um, and that gets Farva put back on the road and Rabbit taken off the road. Mm-hmm. Um, Farva, <laughs> did you like how he had to dump some gas <laughs> into a can so he could get the 10 gallons to get a free hot dog? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Farva has a lot of great moments in this movie. Um, yeah, so. he's such a, I don't know, douche, I guess. Yeah, I guess but in a funny way. Him. He's definitely, yeah. a, he's not a lovable character, but he's definitely a funny character. Yeah. Um, so Farva's back on the road with, with Thorn. Ramrod. Um, Car Ramrod. Ramrod. Say Ramrod. Ramrod. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, he's like, doesn't he like write it on a piece of paper? Yes, he does, because uh, the Jay Chandrasekhar character is like speaking into the CB radio. And he's like, yeah. say Ramrod. It's holding it up for him to say it. He's like, oh, come on, I wrote it on the paper. He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Foster and Ursula end up, um, he um, calls the station and says that he's a, uh, a flasher or something like that mm-hmm. and uh he's outside the station kind of flashing ursula they end up finally kissing mm-hmm. and going to winnebago and then in the bed of the winnebago they find um a bunch of marijuana but they leave it there for now because they don't know what to do with it and mm-hmm. they're going to kind of use it to sabotage the local cops yep uh, because the local cops are not very nice to Ursula. She wants to be on the road. They won't let her. It's a lot of, you know... Se- sexism, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now, thinking, now you got me thinking about issues of today. Uh, you got to give this movie credit. Unlike Short Circuit, this movie has an Indian actor playing an Indian man. That's true. So... <laughs> But there's a lot of jokes about it. There are a lot of jokes, but I'm sure he's the he's the right one of the writers and the director. He is one so of the writers, yes. he's obviously behind these jokes. I'm sure. I'm sure he was yeah. the one that came up with them. Yeah. Um. He um, Farva's back on the road. Like I said, they go to a, a fast food place. Um, I thought it was funny. Can I get a double bacon cheeseburger for a cop? Why'd you say it's for a cop? <laughs> you think so they could spit in it? No, so they make it extra good. <laughs> um, and then he wants a liter of cola. <laughs> like, liter of cola? Uh, and I thought that was funny. That and was then, funny. Like, you know, and then he, he jumps across oh, the yes. table and attacks the worker. <laughs> it's a very funny scene. <laughs> yeah. Um... So hey, Farva ends up getting arrested by the local cops, I guess. Yep. Um, and this is a great him, scene. <laughs> yeah, you get to see him naked, which is not a great scene. It's disgusting. But, but it's... Yeah. I, I give the guy credit. <laughs> I don't yeah, know he, about... he's put himself out there. It, it um, is very small. I was like, what? <laughs> I cannot yeah. believe that they, he was willing to show that, but good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why. It certainly didn't need to, but the funniest part of that scene wasn't any of that. What would you say is the funniest part of that scene? That they were delousing him with powdered sugar? Yes. It tastes delicious. <laughs> Whatever he says. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah, you know, the the, uh, the lice hate sugar or something like that. Some <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was funny. Uh, so then Kruger tries to turn Farva, tells him that if he, you know, tells them everything they know uh, about the investigation, he can, uh, he'll, he'll give him a job as a local cop if, if and when their station gets shut down. Um, but Farva says no, um, or at least at first he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he is then taken off the road after that incident. So he was on the road, then immediately off the road again. Um, this is when uh, they talk about the shenanigans, which uh. is this is was always my favorite little line in the movie. <laughs> okay, um, where they talk about shenanigans and they're, they're you know our shenanigans are fun and harmless and his shenanigans are evil or something like that. <laughs> yep. And then Brian Cox goes, "I'm gonna pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans." Hey Farva, what's the name of that hey, restaurant Farver. you like to go to with all the crap on the walls? You mean shenanigans? 
and the mozzarella sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Any shenanigans? You're talking about shenanigans, right? Ooh, and they all held up their guns. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Yes. Um, so yeah, I always, I always like that line. Um, then they, uh, they start shooting the guy with the metal cup on at the shooting range. Um, one of the cops, uh, has a metal cup on, they shoot it and then it's like, Oh, I remember this. Brian Cox is up. He's like, I remember this old gag. And then, uh, does it too but then he was like oh my day we use blanks because and he found out they were actually (laughs) (laughs) it was funny that's a funny scene (laughs) it is yeah um so foster and ursula work together to uh they come up with a plan at this banquet to uh steal the marijuana from the winnebago and bring it to the banquet so that they're kind of you know the heroes and the governor is going to be there so they want to make a big scene and and make a you know um show that they should not be closed Mm -hmm. uh but the um when they when they actually get the marijuana rabbit causes distraction by (laughs) like pretending like he's having sex with a bear which is one of the funniest scenes with the cops excuse me (laughs) bear do you need assistance recording and they're like we're just gonna run after him and so he just runs away and you see the fake human legs behind him <laughs> dragging on the ground <laughs> that is a great scene <laughs> yeah um so they they get the the bags from the winnebago bring them to the place but when they get there they see that there's already all the marijuana is already there and the governor's uh you know celebrating with the local police um, who found out that the marijuana was in the Winnebago and brought it there. So basically pulled the same stunt that the state troopers were going to pull, but they did it first. And then mm-hmm. the state troopers open up their bags and find that there was not marijuana in it. It was like just uh, recyclable, like cardboard and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so they're all pissed. Um, they think that Ursula uh, was a traitor yep. um, and that she played Foster and... Um, they end up, uh, I think this is when they end up getting drunk and because they, they find out they're going to shut down. They're going to get shut down. Yeah. Brian Cox gets really drunk. He's funny in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing like all denim. Yeah. <laughs> and then they call him out on it too. I forgot that they actually did that. <laughs> I remember seeing it. I, I, I mean, I, when I saw it, I was like, what is he wearing? And then they, they make fun of him for it later. <laughs> um, like a denim shirt, denim jacket, jeans. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Kruger beats them to the punch. Mayor shuts down their their thing. Uh, they all get drunk. They find out that Farva was actually the one that betrayed them, mm-hmm. uh, and not Ursula. So he ended up telling the the other guy everything he knew when when he was uh, getting uh, deloused, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so they get drunk. They steal his car. He's already wearing his new cop uniform as the local cop. Did we skip the um, open bar, dude? Did we skip that scene? What's the open bar, dude? When Farva, there he gets drunk. Yeah, well, that was that was all the scene when uh, they bring the, when they bring the marijuana there. Okay, yeah, because I thought that was a very funny scene where they show him. So when he's throwing up. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Where he's just yeah. acting like such a fool. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. He's all pumped about it being an open bar yeah. and you know, <laughs> drunk and embarrassing himself. Yeah, <laughs> really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and maybe that was on purpose because he knew he was going to leave anyway. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so they, um, like I said, they get drunk. They steal Farva's car. Um, they do some, what do they do? They knock over mailboxes and stuff. Yep. They order food from that guy uh, from the restaurant and um, the the fast food place that Farva beat up. Um and then they um, basically they eventually f- figure out that the uh, the local cops are in on it, uh, in on the whole drug scene. There, they are actually providing protection for the drug running, and um, they get Farva to help them. Um, basically, it comes down to like a showdown, mm-hmm. and they end up busting the local cops. Um, but after all that. This, their station is still shut down due to budget cuts. Yep. <laughs> so, um, 
even after saving the day and figuring out that the local cops were in on it the whole time, their station still gets shut down. So they, um, uh, then it cuts to a scene where was it six months later, nine months later? I forget. Yeah. Six months later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, rabbit and thorn are delivering kegs of beer. They deliver it to a frat party and it's the two, the three guys from the beginning of the movie who initially are scared, but then realize that they aren't cops anymore. So they start messing with them and making them move the keg like five times. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then eventually it's revealed that they are cops and, uh, they, you know, they unzip their, their delivery uniforms and they have, uh, the local police uniforms on. So they ended up all getting jobs with the local police. Um, and then there's just kind of like a, uh, a little montage of them all hanging out and <laughs> getting drunk with the frat with guys. With the frat guys. Yeah, I thought that was funny. And then that's yeah. that's pretty much the end credits, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's and the the song I think that they play at the end credits is good. So, yeah, it's a, and that's that's Super Troopers there in a in a nutshell. So, yeah, it's not a long movie. It's only an hour and a half, I think, right? A little more than an hour and a half, but yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, basically police hijinks, um, and yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. And where where does the second movie go from there? Same kind of idea? Is it just like a continuation? It no, it involves Canada and a border dispute with Canada, and oh, so okay. it's it's kind of I guess a similar plot in the sense that they are feuding with some Mounties. There's a for some reason, the border, oh, okay. it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't, once again, these aren't plot-based movies, okay? No, no, no. But the plot involves something about a border dispute where the actual border is here, but we've always thought that it was here. And so Canada wants their land back, or we, whatever it is, something, it's, and they're in charge of uh, that. Yeah, it's... Um. Are they back to being state troopers again? I believe so. I forget okay. exactly how or why, but they explain it in the first 15 minutes. Linda Carter comes gotcha. in, and I guess she's the governor. I don't remember exactly. Um, the way, yeah, I mean, the way I'll describe Super Troopers 2, it's not as good as Super Troopers 1, but it's like, well, are we going to say our verdicts now? Are we up to that part now? Uh, yeah, we can. Because I'll just say my well, verdict. I mean, we know, I know you liked it. I do. It's not movie. a real big mistake. And this movie, to me, makes me think of college. It makes me think of hanging out with my friends at college, quoting this movie at college, you know, doing a lot of the things that these guys were doing, not as troopers, but as a mm-hmm. college student. So, for me, this movie is just, it's one of those you know, movies that's embedded like Animal House or like The Big Lebowski. It's ingrained in my head as a you know memory from college it's almost like a friend okay from college um Mm -hmm. and then super troopers 2 was like hanging out with that same friend 16 years later so the memories aren't going to be as good but it was nice to catch up with a couple of old college friends is what super troopers 2 felt like so yeah for me this is not a real big mistake this is it holds up it was funny then it's funny now i don't think any of the humor is risque or worthy of being canceled because uh, this was 2002 no. this was the year roman polanski won best director for crying out loud for the pianist uh that'll never happen again and he's since been you know very canceled um so i don't think that there's anything wrong with this movie that would prevent it from holding up um i guess those that have seen it enjoy it it hasn't you know built on its cult legacy you know how sometimes movies get bigger as time goes on it's you know i think it did it did modestly well in the theaters uh mm-hmm. certainly making back its budget and then some but then i feel like it had a good life on dvd and uh home video and stuff at you know in the early 2000s and yeah enough to get a sequel years later but that's really kind of been it i guess not a lot of people talk about this movie and it's been 20 years i thought it was worth revisiting and i'm glad i revisited so definitely a good movie not a real big mistake from my end rich what do you think um yeah i agree uh not a real big mistake uh good movie I think you know it's it's funny at times i think the weakest part of this movie is when it's 
trying to be a serious movie, and it's not very often that it does that. Yeah, I was going to um, say, those are, moments are few in Far Between. There are, they are yeah. few, um, and those, you know, basically really toward the end yeah. um, is when mainly when it is. Um, so that's when, you know, that's pretty much the weakest part of the movie. Um, but, it, again, it's not enough to, to ruin the movie. Yeah. Um, I agree with what you said. This movie is reminds me of college. Um, if I saw this movie for the first time at the age I'm at now, would I think it's a real big mistake? I don't know. I'd probably still think it's funny, but probably not as funny as I hmm. think it is because of, you know, all the memories it brings back, okay. from, you know, college. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a movie for college kids, I think. And, hmm. um, you know, it's pretty much made for... Or think, for those right, that, that appreciate college, college that humor. drug, yeah. raunchy, yeah, college humor, like... I don't want to say bro humor, but I guess like the same humor of an old school. Okay, so yeah, even the old school is college. Yeah. This movie isn't necessarily about college or for people in college, but it, that type of humor, that 18 it's to 25-year-old male humor, I yeah. guess is the best way to describe yes. Not that women can't appreciate this movie, but it just that seems to be the stereotype. And what there's, what, no. two women in this whole movie? I mean... Yeah, but I think I think I I saw this movie with with girls and guys like in someone's dorm room, and I th- I remember the girls liking it just as much as the guys. So um, I definitely think it's you know anybody could like this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like you said. I don't think it's bro humor. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you know it's funny cop humor really. Yeah, funny raunchy you know drug yeah. related. It reminded me a little of Cheech and Chong, I guess. A slight update of that uh, formula. Which we also did a uh, real big yeah. mistake episode on. So, yeah. So, okay. We're in agreement. Uh, again, we're in agreement. This is not a real big mistake. And, yeah, you echoed a lot of my sentiments about how, yeah, it feels like you're hanging out with some old college friends. You know, we're yep, reliving some old college memories. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, um, no. And maybe I'll have to give Super Troopers 2 a, a chance if I ever catch it online or, or see it online or see it on the TV or anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not as good, but it's it's certainly not terrible, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. if you like these characters enough, which it sounds like you do, you'll at least like hanging out with them again for a couple of hours. So Yeah. All right. Um, so that does it for this one. Um, so next week's our last episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I really could not come up with a, a <laughs> I was, uh, I, I struggled. This really? Week, okay. Uh, to end it. Yeah, I did. Well, last time um, you ended with one crazy summer and that was a good one. Yeah. Did um, you say I we had a request? We did, but I didn't choose it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> not yet anyway. Um, but, um, yeah, one crazy summer was good because we ended in I don't know May, or May or June. June. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, it, so. it worked out good. But you know now we're ending. We we started earlier, so we're ending earlier. Yeah. Um, so you know we're in March, so I couldn't really. I was thinking about Happy Gilmore, but it's sixty one percent. Just made it fresh. Okay. Um, because of golf and everything in spring. There you go. Um, yeah, or Women's History Month. I don't know if there's any women female centered movies or female directed. Oh, movies. I'm sure there's a ton. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, I went just went with a movie that's been on my list for a while. That uh, I wanted to go with something that I kind of, even though I'm recommending it, I don't know where really where I stand on it because I haven't seen it in so long. Mm. Um, so I went with a movie that I know you've seen it. I don't know how much you like it, um, but we'll be watching it and reviewing it for next week. It is the movie Congo. Ooh, okay. Congo. All right. <laughs> and I believe it is on Amazon Prime. Okay, cool. Okay. Congo. All right. I was not expecting that. Uh, that doesn't seem like a rich movie, but then again, neither was Waterworld, so... Uh, well, I remember somewhat liking it years and years and years ago. Okay. So, and I haven't seen it. I haven't even like seen a, a snip of that movie in a long, long time. Okay. So, I have an um, interesting history we'll with see. this movie, so I'll uh, well, I'll share that my story about Congo uh, next week, I suppose. And that's kind of summer related. It was a summer blockbuster. It came out. I feel yeah. like I remember it being a summer movie and. Uh, yeah, so that's a good one to end on. All right. All right. 
All right, so that does it for us and for this episode. Uh, again, my name is Rich Tola. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Real Big Mistakes. And um, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, uh, do us a favor and rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts if you can. All right, and I'm not sure if there will be a Seinfeld connection with Congo, but I know there's an Ozark connection with Congo, so we'll probably end up talking about that a little bit more next week. All right, okay. um, I am Jason Konigsberg of PanandSlam.com. You could listen to all of our podcasts and read all of my reviews and articles at www.PanandSlam.com. Follow me on Twitter at Jason K. Critic. Live long, prosper, and watch movies. All right. Thanks for hanging with us.